Hi, welcome to the show. How about you introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. Hey, hey, Action. So my name's uh, Jonathan White, and um, I currently uh, I'm running sort of a mobile game development startup, and I'm from Ireland, um, and I live in the middle of nowhere. But uh, now I, I enjoy doing uh, mobile game development uh, for different platforms like uh, you know Android, iOS, and Windows Phone and stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah. When um, what uh, I mean, yeah, what game have you recently released? So I um. Just uh, just about a few weeks ago, I released a game called uh, Soccer Simulator, which is a sort of an abstract sort of soccer physics game where you're sort of like uh, steering a soccer ball in the third person uh, by tilting your device. So it's I just thought I'd try something different, not go with the standard, you know, first person shooter and or a racing game and stuff like that. So I wanted to try something that was uh, unique and just see how that went. So, yeah. Okay. And and for the audience out there, where can they find out more? Is there like a website or some some place where they can check out mm -hmm. the game while they're listening? Yeah, sure. So they can uh, check out the game on uh, my website, which is uh, .com, um www.sillanstudios.com. And under the game development section, you should be able to get a link to it on the Google Play Store and download it from there. And some of my other work will be up there as well. So. Okay, so let's let's. I know you mentioned that this is like a third person. Can you discuss? Can you or describe the gameplay a little more, um, just so the audience gets gets a sense of how where the innovation sure. is? Yeah, sure. Um, actually, do you mind if I start by explaining a bit of a backstory to the game itself? Yeah, yeah, it'd be awesome. Sure. So, um, actually, I actually started working on this back in December because you know, with Star Wars: The Force Awakens just came out. Oh yeah. So, um, being a mobile game developer, it's very hard to actually get your app or game recognized without spending a ton of money in marketing. So, I kind of thought, hey, you know, I might try releasing a game and maybe piggyback off uh, the Star Wars franchise a bit. Um, so in December, I just you know sat down and said, hey, I'm going to set out about two weeks, and after school each after school each day, I'm going to um, spend a few hours just working on a game, um, a BB-8 game where you would uh, be in third person and you could steer around BB-8 um, in sort of various terrains such as desert and uh, different different sort of planets and stuff like that. So um, <laughs> I worked hard for two weeks and got it got it finished and um, released it. I think on New Year's Eve, which you know probably isn't a great time to release it because uh, everyone's you know you know on holiday. Well, you know it could be a good time, but um, uh, so I released it on New Year's Eve, and within about a week and a half, it had gotten about uh, about 8k downloads. So it was getting, at, you know, towards the end of it, it was getting about 2,000 downloads a day, which is really cool wow. um, for a zero marketing budget, which is which is great. And uh, then, of course, uh, I woke up uh, New Year's Eve, I think, or was it New Year's Day? No, sorry, it was I think it was a week after New Year's to uh, an email from uh, Google Play saying my app has had been suspended because of. Uh, copyright infringement so you know that was great that was lovely uh, so <laughs> it kind of served me right but uh, yeah. um, sort of you know taught me a good lesson just to be careful with uh, copyright uh, infringement and um, taking other people's brands which like you know I wasn't really previously aware of I thought in the app store you could kind of you know just make fan games and stuff like that so after after that was taken down you know it was you know it was kind of I tried to get licensing for it and it was going to cost me 25k and um <laughs> They would take like a seven percent royalty, which is lovely as well. And uh, and okay, I couldn't afford that. And even then, when I went off to apply, they said, "No, this project's too small. You know, we we only deal with you know the big the big the big guys, the big companies." And I was like, "Oh darn, that sucks." So yeah. I just had to resort to rebranding re the game. So within probably about 
at night, I just really quickly changed the graphics and just want to get it out there because I was just a bit tired of all the just waiting around. So maybe, um, I just uh, worked really hard, you know, just getting the graphics changed and to release under a new title. And I released it as Soccer Simulator uh, on Android. So that's that's the backstory behind it. <laughs> oh, great. And and when you released it, what what happened? What was the response? And and could people find it? Because you know it wasn't something that they're necessarily looking for. Versus mm. before, when people kind of had that, yeah, in their mind. Yeah, exactly. So when I released it, it actually didn't get that many downloads because I wanted to try and not you know invest anything on marketing on this on this one and just uh, so I. I said it under the name Soccer Simulator because I kind of thought, you know, soccer is a keyword people look up a lot, and so is simulator because they're very similar simu- yeah. simulators people like. But uh, it didn't actually get that many downloads, which is sort of, um, I think the I think what what I find out, you know, after from doing games and stuff is that I think if you have good keywords in your name and you want to get recognized, you need an initial boost of downloads. So, for example, if I released a game tomorrow. Um, to actually get it up and running, I would need to maybe make sure I have about 100 friends who are ready to download and install the game and give it good reviews so that it gets up that initial little boost in the App Store so then yeah. other people see it and when they look it up, it'll come up easier with the keywords that you hope they'd find in the title and then download it. So this time, I, tr- you know, I didn't do... I- the mistake I made was I didn't really try and promote it amongst my friends and sort of get that initial kind of boost with kind of, you know, local sort of marketing and stuff like that. Yeah. So I think that was a kind of a problem. So it didn't get a huge response, um, but uh, it got it got a good few downloads and, uh, you know, it's still, still getting some. But um, at the moment, I'm kind of looking into seeing sort of uh, ex- experimenting around with sort of uh, ad campaigns on AdMap and stuff like that. So I'm kind of oh, looking yeah. to do that. Uh, over the next few while and after the next little while well are you going to also maybe use youtube or some of these other channels like you know there's let's play channels Mm. and some of these other things for marketing too that seem to also get Mm. a lot of exposure have you looked into that or Mm, yeah it's great yeah great idea yeah so i was looking into um kind of youtube because i kind of released in a rush i was hoping to if i had time to um do like a gameplay video or a sort of a a short little trailer clip that showed sort of gameplay from the game um and so i I sort of haven't gotten around to that moment but with my previous games definitely i would have had a social media media accounts like facebook twitter um for for the other games and for this one sort of i didn't get around to that because i was kind of yeah i got it i got it i sort of um lost uh, the steam after it got taken down the first time by google play so uh yeah so yeah social media definitely is a huge help when it comes to the marketing um yeah especially twitter uh, and youtube is great as well like um and as you say let's play channels and um, which i actually never to be honest i never actually thought of that um but yeah that would definitely be a great thing to do to contact those channels and you know promote it that way something i definitely try <laughs> And and so, what are your thoughts? What what types of games would you ideally want to make? I mean, do you want to pursue this genre that you're kind mm-hmm. of at right now, or, or do you have plans for a new type of genre in for your next game? Mm. Or? Yeah. So, like, um, at the moment, I'm just trying to just trying to get at the moment. Um, I'm trying to work on small projects. For example, um, think of an idea and create a game within a week, and then spend an entire week trying really hard to market it to try and uh, generate revenue that'll justify the time I spent into it originally and so that's what I'm trying at the moment because before and I'd worked on a huge project for about three or four months and then released it and it would have done you know good enough but like maybe I've only earned about 100 euro or so or you know um, 
you know 150 US dollars which isn't a lot yeah. um and so at the moment yeah I'm just trying to um work on sort of small games and in the genre, sort of genre side of things probably you know I'd love to exper- experiment with loads of different ones um and maybe sort of you know reuse some assets I've used before um and um also yeah, I've sort of gotten into a bit of um, virtual reality um, stuff with Google Cardboard. So actually, this game I just released, um, the the one we're talking about, um, there's a special virtual reality mode where people can oh, yeah. uh, pop on their Google Cardboard headset and kind of steer the ball around by looking around, which is kind of fun. There's no point to that sort of level where you can do that, but it's kind of just for the effect. And um, I definitely, I think, you know, uh, you know, virtual reality on mobile is definitely becoming a huge thing, and it's something I definitely like to sort of get more involved in. Um, but uh, yeah. So for the monetization, do you do you use ads or do you use in-app purchases mm. or? Yeah, good question. Um, so, um, do you know the any chance? Do you know the uh, game development company Natural Motion Games who made uh, yeah. Clumsy Ninja? Yeah. Oh, do yeah. You? oh, great. So, yeah. I actually um, just last year I was really looking. I won a prize in a competition and I got to go over and visit their studios and and meet the the sort of the CEO and stuff like that and um wow. which is really cool honestly it's class to chat to them and it was very interesting what they said was that nowadays if you're in the mobile game development business you're going to find it so hard to make money through advertisements unless you're getting in the millions of downloads so I kind of thought about that my previous games I'd used AdMob and I still I still do I use AdMob as an ad service and I use ads within the game um but um, now I'm trying to focus more on in-app purchases. So in this game, I have a mix of in-app purchases and advertisements. So um, the ads, the ads I'm using are interstitials because I think you know banner ads are always there and they're just annoying. But interstitials, you know, users usually yeah. are, you know, they're they're okay with an odd one popping up, um, you know, every few times you play the game. They're you know they can be annoying, but not super annoying. And um, yeah, I have a few in app purchases which I'm trying around with, playing around with at the moment to see sort of what the reactions are to them. And um, as I say, once unless you get the you know the good a good volume of downloads, or to sort of get you know engagement with those uh, sort of four uh, methods of you know generating revenue. Yeah. So, what are your thoughts? Because as you kind of inferred, it's going to be hard to stand out. In, in the industry, mm. it's hard to get exposure. So is your strategy then to release small games, kind of understand where things are going, and then maybe if you get a yeah, mini yeah. hit, develop that? Or? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you okay. hit, yeah, spot on, like, exactly. So, yeah, work on small games and, and sort of... Um, work on the games with the sort of the mindset that, hey, you know, I'm going to release this game under a certain title, which will, you know, that has good keywords in it. And yeah. That you know, I can you know maybe you know they might people might be interested in. For example, um, I I created a zombie game called Recineration and I released it for about I think about a month maybe. And after the month, it maybe gotten about thirty downloads. And this is just before the summer a couple of years ago. And literally just I think starting June, I just went onto the app description and changed the name to Recineration Dash uh, <laughs> Zombie Survival. And within the next week, it was getting about. A th- I think about 600 downloads a day. It's incredible oh, what wow. sort of the title. So I'm kind of, yeah, so I'm just really, <laughs> like, you know, I've really sort of noticed, you know, what's the point in spending ages on a game and not using the title as a <laughs> forms of marketing? Because honestly, you could save yourself so much money by just using 
um, the title of your game yeah. sort of generate uh, interest. So yeah, exactly. So I'm just gonna at the moment just gonna try and think of clever names for games that you know would incorporate stuff and you know so, popular themes like making maybe <laughs> maybe may, sorry maybe making you know replica games of like for example Crossy Road you know making a, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. a fan game something like that. Yeah. So so you're saying that before there was no dash zombie survival. And then you added that in the title, and then boom, it just improved it? Or Yeah, exactly. Was, okay, yeah. wow. Yeah, mm. I mean, and you know, that's the question. It's like, <clears throat> you know, you look at the super big games, they don't have that dash. You know, it, it's not Crossy Road Dash Frogger type game, yeah. right? Like, it's just, it's just exactly. Crossy Road. And so the question is, is like, for the small developers, it's like, what do you do? Do do you try to do that kind of search engine, you know, like that uh, that app store engine optimization where you put dash yeah. in and whatever it is? Or <laughs> do you try to find to become that innovative, unique title, like you said, Clumsy Ninja or Crossy Roads? And 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 I guess they, they really get popular because maybe they're mm. either featured or they're just covered by YouTube personalities. And exactly. in that case, yeah. then then you don't have to do the, the app store optimization. And mm, exactly. so, so I guess, I guess it really depends on the approach you want to take. Um, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And and it's just interesting for the audience because it's like, look, it would be awesome to make something like that's just stands out on its own, right? But but there's a formula to actually make it so that whatever stands out, you know, Clash of Clans or whatever it is, it's like mm. there's a formula to actually make it work. And and part of that is what you exactly. referred to earlier, which is that you have to get a ton of downloads some way. Yeah, and that yeah. way can either be through the App Store optimization, but it can also now be through YouTube, Let's Play videos, or mm. Twitch, or whatever it is. And and I think um, I think it's interesting to do that. So yeah. So what yeah, are you right? What are the next games you're considering working on? Um, yeah. So as I said uh, before, I'm kind of working on a replica game at the moment. So as far as I know, like that's you know that's not really copyright infringement. Like if you're kind of using a similar title, but you know you're not directly copying sort of the brand itself. So at yeah. the moment, um, so after Crossy Road came out, this, these developers you know came and created this game called Smashy Road. Um, <laughs> and it became it yeah, was quite a big hit as well so at the moment uh <laughs> this is a bit cheesy but basically i'm trying to make it i'm making a game at the moment called smashy zombies uh oh, yeah. which is kind of getting the keyword zombies and uh smashy in it so i'm going a bit crazy with the keywords but i mean i've uh, you know i have <laughs> very little marketing budget and i probably will try a lot harder now to kind of reach out to different you know channels and stuff like that to try and get promotion through them as well um, but yeah, so I'm working on that at the moment where you're kind of, it's smashy road where you're driving around a car and you're not getting caught by cops, you're trying not to get caught by cops. And, um, you know, you're you're driving over zombies and it'll sort of be, you know, there'll be cartoony splashes of blood and just a lot of eye candy in there just to kind of make it appealing. And I'll probably spend, you know, I'm going to try and make it within a couple of weeks and then spend a lot of time on the app, on the app store, making a really, you know, really appealing icon and uh, just making the... Uh, the uh the screenshots look really good as well um and yeah hopefully hopefully that'll go well so i'm just uh, at the moment i'm just kind of creating the graphics for it in unity and um yeah so it's probably gonna take a little bit while longer because uh it's it's sort of it's a style of game i've never tried before so i have to generate you know i have to build so, you know assets from scratch and you know uh yeah is yeah. it going to be a voxel base then or is it a different mm. style yeah, so it's going to be kind of, yeah, kind of the same. Yeah, but, sorry, what were you going to say? Oh, yeah, I was just going to say like using Cubicle or Magic of Voxel or something else like that. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. I was considering using some of those. I I don't know. Um, at the moment, I'm just trying to kind of, yeah. I'm gonna make some of the stuff with uh with Maya at the moment to create the 3D assets. And yeah, I probably will resort to using one of those because to be honest, the draw the draw um the draw call count is like huge at the moment, and it's kind of it's kind of difficult to keep that down. And it's like um, to be honest, like even playing, I think Smashy Road, like the developers did a good job making it, but it's extremely laggy even on a good phone. So um, but yeah, would it's sort of yeah, sort of voxel based. Um, I was kind of half considering doing a different graphic style, but in the same sort of gameplay mechanics. But um, at the moment, I can just kind of keep it simple, kind of, yeah, voxel style, but I'm just kind of trying to do it myself without using the tools, which is maybe not a great idea. I should probably look into using some proper tools that make, make life easier. Yeah. What are your thoughts on iOS versus Android? Uh, it seems like you're fo- focusing mainly on Android <laughs> at this point. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, well, to start getting stuff on iOS alone is a nightmare. Yeah. Uh, like it's extremely difficult. Like you you submit an app, uh, you wait wait a week, it gets rejected for a stupid little reason. You fix that and gets rejected for something else, and it can take absolutely months before you actually get something up on the App Store. Um, which I find quite frustrating. Um, and on top of that, uh, I'm not really a, a Mac person or an Apple person, so I like whenever I wanted to release my first iOS game, it was extremely difficult because you know you need a Mac to publish, you need to port your yeah. Unity project over, then bring it into X Xcode, and that was a nightmare. And very luckily, someone kind of gave me a Mac on Lend, and I bought an iPhone off eBay, which I actually have lost. Now, so at the moment, I can't really uh, release anything at the moment until I find the iPhone. But um, yes, yeah, like. I do I do prefer Android a lot because of this or the flexibility of it and um you can you know it's a lot it's a lot better for if I want to do a game that's uh, very quick and I'm only making within a week um and just really concentrating on it um uh, so it just kind of means I can focus them on that one, one platform and I can integrate the plugins for ads and stuff like that on that platform alone and release it rather than you know kind of having to I probably if I was making a game um, I'm going to release on iOS I'd probably release it after you know after I've made it for Android and everything I'd then sort yeah. of port it over but yeah like I at the moment I'm sort of preferring Android just for the easiness of it and and, um, and what are your yeah. thoughts on mobile versus Steam are you thinking about posting on Steam or anything or mm, yeah yeah good good question so uh, yeah Steam I to be honest I'm not huge I not a huge gamer in general which is a bit strange like i play a lot of mobile games that's why i'm kind of focusing on that um steam yeah like uh it'd be really cool to kind of get a game going on steam so um yeah i don't know i think uh, mobile has a really bright future because of the fact that um you know everyone has one and i mean yeah i know i know everyone yeah well that's what i was going to ask is that you know as as there's like millions of apps being put out there what are your thoughts on how you can stand out and, and actually succeed. Like, do, do you feel that you're going to have to try a new approach or do you feel you're going to have mm-hmm. to find a partner to potentially team up with to kind of create a hit or, or come up with yeah, something yeah. completely innovative or new? Because you did yeah. allude to using Unity. And I think the one thing about Unity is, um, you know, now the game, like you have to figure out a way to use Unity in a way where it still makes your game feel special instead of making it yeah, feel exactly. like it's like every other game that uses exactly. Unity. Yeah. So, mm. yeah, so, um, yeah, like, uh, yeah, Stania is, is very hard. So what I've, I've considered a few options and one, maybe pick a couple or, um, one is that 
I've you know I've heard people they go off to a company for example now this is this is exaggerated but for example let's just say Coca Cola and they yeah. say hey we'd love to make you an official Coca Cola mobile game and they show their portfolio portfolio and maybe a marketing team says oh that's great you know maybe it'd be a smaller company because with Coca Cola obviously there'll be huge you know there'll be a lot of you know complications and all that sort of stuff but if it's a smaller brand um, and then they pay you to make the game. And then, therefore, you know, you're, whether they make money or not, you know, for example, if it's a sweet brand, uh, you know, they don't really care so much if they're making money from the game because it's more that they kind of want to promote their, their, you know, their product through the game so that people get the game and, you know, they don't charge money for it. It's just free. You know, it could it help offer, uh, you know, marketing for themselves. Um, and then they pay you to do it, you know, and obviously, you know, you wouldn't make a loss because, you know, you're being paid for your time and you don't have to, you don't have to make money through the game. Um, another method is... Um, obviously, you know, going to a publisher. Uh, so, like, uh, that that looks like a very... For indie developers, you know, I guess it's, like, really, like, the best way to kind of, you know, stand out is to, first of all, just make a portfolio and make the games actually fun to play. You know, you might, like, I mean, I might talk a bit about, you know, obviously, you know, trying to get your game noticed, but, you know, obviously, you have to go back to the core basics. It has to be fun to play, has to be appealing, and you really need to look at your target market and um you know if you get you know if it is fun to play and you know you really work hard at that then obviously when you bring it to a publisher it's very likely you know they would want to you know help you publish it so yeah on it like a, something i definitely consider would be con- reaching out to um maybe not a huge publisher but you know a small mobile games publisher um and sort of you know showing them a game and you know just offer you know you know they could i don't know how it would work but you know they might buy it off you or whatever but um yeah, either that or get some sort of investor to like kind of invest lots and lots of money into mar- uh, marketing your app for you. Yeah. But uh, yeah, oh man, sorry, I'm rambling on a bit, but no, it's, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's you, a different. You mentioned one. you mentioned um, playing a lot of mobile games. What what mobile games do you like to play? Oh yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I love I love the games by Madfinger Games in Czech Republic. They're really awesome. Uh, okay. Yeah class games like the real good example of using unity to its optimum and just seeing you know the amazing graphics that are possible in mobile now so like dead trigger and shadow gun and unkilled and different stuff like that which i i love i love playing um what else uh yeah i love i love some of game lofts games um they're really good yeah um yeah yeah they're, they're pretty impressive and what so so what suggestions do you have when you're trying to make a game fun when can you sense it's fun versus not fun is there is there anything you look Ooh. at yeah to be honest uh, i think it's very hard to tell when you're spending hours on the screen just testing the game you eventually just become immune to actually seeing the reality so i think the best thing like i definitely would just constantly you know show it to a friend and even sometimes don't even tell the friend it's your game just say oh hey just my, check check this out or whatever and if they you know you'll know within 10 seconds if they actually like it and if it's actually good for example i was working on um, a 2d sort of doodle jump style game and uh my sister's friend was over and she had a little sister and i was like um i went up to her and said hey you know i found this game in the app store oh it's fun you might enjoy it and i gave it to her and within like 10 seconds this is while i was developing it wasn't finished and when i gave it to her she's like playing it and after 10 seconds she's like this is boring and just handed it back to me and as offensive as it was it really put things into perspective like yeah. hey you might think this a game is awesome but you know you have to make sure the people you're aiming it at think that it is good so you know sometimes it's good to show it to friends but then sometimes friends could be biased and they you know won't you know they'll give you some tips but they might not tell you the complete truth like oh this is actually awful you should just do something else <laughs> yeah. so uh, i think yeah the, just the main thing is just 
showing it to as many people as possible, writing down as many, you know, changes and tips, you know, that they give you. Um, and, you know, just asking them honestly, you know, is this addictive to play? Um, and then just working to make the game kind of slick. Like, for example, if you end if you end the game, like the replay menu doesn't take like a, a couple of seconds to come up. You know, you want you want people to kind of want to get back into it really quickly and to kind of, you know, be able to do that. So, yeah. Um, what do you think? I mean, do you have to concern yourself with the technical details of Unity a lot or do you just do the programming and not really mm. worry about the size or performance or anything else like that? Yeah, like uh, oh, it's 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 a hard one. Like I guess on mobile, like you know, uh, yeah, I think yeah. Once you get once you've been using Unity for a while, you sort of yeah don't have to worry about sort of performance if you if you know like for example you know the correct way to create your three D graphics if you're aiming at a platform like mobile. You you sort of know the hey right whenever I'm creating this three D model, it's gonna have to be low poly. The texture should be you know you know, a low enough resolution and I should obviously, you know, uh, I should, you know, do use the different optimization techniques like, you know, light mapping and uh, occlusion culling and stuff like that. Like once you sort of know the basics, like I, you know, I kind of, I, uh, yeah, like I'd spent, I'd spent a lot, most of my time kind of programming and just trying to get things to work. Like the gra- graphics side, side of things I usually find fine, but um, just sort of the sort of, the system of the game sort of programming controls i find very cumbersome so you know if i can ever reuse stuff i've had before like i'll definitely open up the project of uh, a previous project and just quickly grab out a script or you know just take a lot i just try and reuse stuff as much as possible like for example you know using a second uh, um uh like a settings icon i might just grab that from a previous game and just use it and recolor it and stuff like that so it's kind of stuff like that um yeah, I don't know if that answers yeah. your question. But. Well, do you have to? Do you also use the profiler in Unity or any of those other things to, to yeah. I guess optimize um, memory and stuff like that? Yeah, it's a, yeah, great question. Yeah, I I would use it a good bit. Um, yeah, especially with mobile, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah, def- yeah. I I would I would use it quite a good bit. Usually, like um, unless my game's acting really slowly. I wouldn't. I wouldn't usually go near it, which maybe isn't a great thing to do. But I should probably use it a bit more. But uh, I've only started using it recently, actually. So beforehand, I just kind of like think logically: what could be going on here that could be causing it to slow down? And um, which is maybe a good thing to do at first, because then you kind of understand um, without seeing all the stats. Um, you know what you should be doing, so that you know uh, next time. You know before you even start, what you should be doing differently. Um, but I, yeah, no, I've I've started I've started getting into using it. And I really like it. I think it's it's a great tool, and it really really makes things a lot easier for de- developers. And what um, you know, you said you spend maybe you're going to try to aim for spending a week on a game. Are you going to try to just bring that down to maybe two or three days and just pump out <laughs> game after? I mean, because you're you're mainly <laughs> learning to see kind of like what's going to potentially work and what's going to potentially not mm. work, right? Yeah. Oh, great question. Like, oh, it's. It can be diff, yeah. It can be difficult. Um, like I might say, oh, I want to create it. I have tried before, like even to say, right, I'm gonna make a game within three hours or something like that, and it always takes up a lot more time. Okay. So I think what, what I find like the best thing to do would be to <laughs> kind of schedule what you're gonna do, like and kind of like say, oh, right, I'm gonna start making like a real basic prototype with kind of just cubes or whatever, and say, right, I'm gonna give myself an hour to do that, and then just take breaks in between where you might go outside and do a really quick run or something like that. That completely, you know where you can be thinking about what you're going to do next and then go back into it. So that's how I find, you know, that the best way to do things quickly. And yeah. um, like whenever 
you know, okay, I'm in school at the moment when I'm a bit older. And if I do ever have like a, an indie, you know, game development business, I need to be making, you know, use of time. And I can't like spend months on a game and release it, and, you know, it makes no money. And then I've just kind of wasted loads of time and uh, energy. So yeah, like, uh, I think, yeah, I would like to try and kind of try it, try it making kind of a game, you know, within a couple of days and, you know, just, yeah. You know, kind of, and, uh, yeah, try, see if it does well, yeah. So so with your approach, it just seems that the best approach is to find some new trend that's mm. coming up and then make a game related to it. So I just yeah, saw something exactly. on iOS where it's like this Donald Trump game. I don't know if you know about Donald <laughs> Trump, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, we, we hear a lot about him here in Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just like, wow, it went to like what, the top of the charts, if I if I understood correctly. And so I'm just like... Have you looked into making stuff related to like either politics or news <laughs> events or something else like that? That's actually crazy. That's actually crazy. Yesterday evening, I was looking up on the App Store. I was like, mm, I wonder if anyone's made a game about. It. And this is the Android App Store. I yeah. Google Play. I was like, I wonder if anyone's making a Donald Trump game. And I and I looked up and I saw a few of them. I was like, Wow, man, I could actually try something like that. So actually, funnily enough, yesterday I actually did, uh, <laughs> just by coincidence, consider that because <laughs> I had seen some of the games and like they're actually. This you can sort of see they have been thrown together like they're not brilliantly developed, yeah. Um, but I think it's something. Yeah, it's <laughs> definitely like it's a great, Dude, it's I a mean, great uh, sort of. I'm just study. looking right now, and there's a game called Trump Dump, and it's like in the Trump. top ten, top ten on <laughs> iOS, and it's got four point five ratings. I mean, it's crazy. Oh my gosh. And and so that's maybe crazy. that's your approach that works, and you won't get pulled from the store. You know, it's like <laughs> because because it's you know it's it's timely. It's you know and mm. you know that's one approach. And then the other approach is yeah. you know you mentioned simulators. There's Goat Simulator, and what what really worked for them? They just yeah. had a really funny video at first, and <laughs> it was just so silly that people just were waiting for it. You know, and I think that's where indies have to consider. Like, look. How can because you get so much more success if you can make a game that really stands out. There is a benefit to kind of saying like putting in like zombie survivor or, or survival or whatever. There's definitely a benefit mm. for that. But the real question is is look, Goat Simulator, that company, they've made more money from Goat Simulator than all their other serious games combined, right? And it was a silly Jeez. game that was put together in a few days. Yeah. Or something. Mm. It's it's close. I don't know if it's all their other games combined, but I was watching a yeah. talk and it was like Wow, like they made a ton of money. And and you know that, the fact that people found their studio through Goat Simulator, then they checked out their other games. And wow. and so yeah. I feel like, have you looked into that, either crazy or provocative or just silly <laughs> games that that potentially can stand out? Like, look at this. This Trump dump, it looks like Flappy Birds. And... Oh, actually, yeah, actually, now now that you say that, yeah, actually, I think I saw Trump dump on uh, on Google Play yesterday as well. <laughs> oh, actually. you did? Okay, yeah, the fluffy word thing. Hang on, let me see. I'm gonna look up Donald Trump. <laughs> but but you know, so what are your thoughts on that versus making kind of games in established genres? You know, yeah. Oh, I think yeah, exactly. Like uh, what that company did with Goat Simulator. Dude, I think crazy. it's you know, I think. Yeah, like I think, yeah, exactly. And I think nearly all indies, whenever they're starting out, that their aim should be making really small projects, fail on those and learn them, learn from their mistakes. You know, obviously, yeah. been spending a long time on a single game and maybe, you know, creating those small games, you know, piggybacking off stuff, just getting that free marketing. And then when they do hit it big and start generating like a, a good bit of revenue, they can actually then start, you know, investing that into proper marketing so they can make, you know, the genre they want to start making, you know, that they enjoy yeah. making the most, but sort of using those kind of small kind of, you know, 
uh, you know, kind of cult, uh, pop, pop games that, you know, follow popular stuff in the media um, as sort of their springboard, if you like, kind of to yeah. get into the industry and get noticed. And as you said, said with that company. Um, so I think, yeah, I think that's, that's probably a good method to do. I don't know how a studio would do if like their full time thing was creating those. <laughs> You know, games like uh, yeah. I know, like I actually, what I find really interesting is, you know, the game, the uh, developer Catch Up, by any chance? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I've heard of them. Yeah, so like, um, what I find very interesting is each of their games follows. It's it's actually funny. Nearly they release so many games. Like I don't know how many they release like one every month nearly. <laughs> yeah. And every single game is the exact same formula. Like, and I I think that's you know I think oh that's oh like from a developer point of view I think it's very uncreative and very. But then again, like from like a, a business point of view, it's absolute genius. I mean, people, you know, they've they've obviously got a huge following and they're churning out these games use the exact yeah. same you know formula like you know in app purchases you know uh, no uh, pay for no ads and you know the exact same kind of simple top to play. So yeah, yeah, I've always wondered because because they always get to the top and it's such a simple game and mm. and I guess I they, exactly. they found and like they found their formula right like they found a way exactly. where like you said maybe they have the audience or something else but. But I guess they they must have a really simple and unique style that seems to also work. But yeah, they're at the top too. I'm just trying to come yeah, at it from yeah. the point of view of someone like you who's got, you know, you want to do small games and yet you want to also succeed at getting to the top. It would be ideal if whatever simple game you made mm-hmm. was unique and distinct, yeah. but also got to the top of the charts and you got exposure through yeah, that yeah. way. So, mm. so I guess I guess I don't know. Are there any other approaches here? As, as we wrap up the interview, I know. Um, I thank you for your time. I know you got to go soon, but um, are oh, there? No worries, any, no. Yeah. Do you have any? I guess suggestions or approaches you're going to try next so that you can get to the next level of success or popularity for your games on mobile. Mm. Yeah. So, oh, I'm just trying to think. Probably there's nothing. Uh, sad as it is i can't think of anything you really that i'm gonna try like i think uh actually you know even just from talking to you i think you've you've actually you know given me some very good advice you know about contacting some of the let's play people and yeah. i think what i'll definitely try is a lot more of you know hmm, experimenting around with maybe throwing about you know 50 50 into a game uh in ad mar in ad you know marketing you know and seeing the response from that but yeah kind of yeah i don't know about well, so, so you're saying you would yeah. actually buy ads for people to click on is that what you're saying like with 50 bucks i don't know i've never to be honest i've never tried it and yeah. uh, i think it just costs a lot like i even saw like i don't know what are they char- they're charging something like two cent per click which is kind of crazy because like the person who clicks onto your game might not even you yeah. know d- download and- it i know there's cost per, per installs and stuff like that but um i uh i really am unsure about that so well, I think, s- since you're relatively yeah. into social media, why not start your own YouTube channel and promote stuff that? I mean, use use fifty dollars and do yeah, a giveaway. Right. You know, like if you did that's a, a great, gi- that's actually great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, have you thought about that? I do. I do actually have a. Oh, sorry. I should. I do. I would have a YouTube channel um, already where I just upload the trailers. But I think, uh, yeah, doing like a dedicated YouTube channel for the game and that's that's a good idea and like you know have a title saying you know win something and whatever just use yeah stuff like that would probably be good and i think what you know i'll definitely start doing now is um you know reaching out to you know as, as you've said like the different gameplay channels like mobile review channels and just uh um you know even maybe a cool thing to do would be saying hey you know if you you know agree to do the uh 
uh, the review or something. Um, maybe hey, I'll do a special in-game feature that you know reps you know for your oh, yeah, channel or yeah. something like that. Like you know, a special power up or I know it sounds a bit strange, strange, but it definitely encourage them. Um, yeah, stuff like that maybe, but probably for the moment I'm going to just continue with sort of trying to piggyback off the stuff until I get an app which actually starts making a bit of money and then I can actually do some serious kind of marketing and, you know, actually when I mean sort of serious marketing, probably not like going and paying for ads myself, but I mean like kind of paying a company to do the uh, marketing for me, yeah. um, which would be a lot better because they, you know, with a good track record and just, <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't know about that, do dude. I, I don't think that's a good yeah. idea because... Really? No, the <laughs> why reason, is that? No, the reason why I say that is because, look, look at a lot of the indie hits. It's like they reach out. The whole marketing environment has changed a lot. So, yeah, the big companies, they'll pay $5 for an install to get some player, but, dude, like Crossy Road, like, how did they get marketing? They were... Yeah. PewDiePie found them. Right, it wasn't like they paid paid a ton of people to get installs, from what I understand, and yeah. and so I feel like there are so many ways to do marketing that are free potentially, but yeah. you have to be creative about it, and and I know that is yeah. something that can be difficult, and it doesn't always work, you know. So yeah, no, that's a very good point. Yeah, you're completely right there. Actually, yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. Like, <laughs> and than like paying a marketing company. Yeah, you mentioned being a student are you also like are there other students that want to help you or around you that are interested in game development or game design or are you just pretty much on your own on that front yeah like yeah i kind of like well sort of around my age group there wouldn't really be a whole pile there would be some who would do some stuff but the problem would be that they're they're really good programmers but their graphics just look awful or the graphics are great, but they can't do a lot with the programming. And at the moment, sort of, I'm in between the two where I'm not really good at either one of them. But uh, I kind of, you know, like I would, it would be great if I could have a friend who could, you know, um, who'd be able to help. Like at the moment, at the moment, like my friends are great, you know, just giving me advice on the games and, you know, just general ideas. But to kind of, yeah, there wouldn't be, you know, because like, I mean, in our education system, you know, they're trying to bring in programming and all this sort of stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> But, uh, you know, they are leaving it. I think, you know, the problem at the moment is they're just concentrating too much on that, not realizing to encourage the creative side as well. Like, because um, I think, like, you know, it's great to be have someone who's really good at programming, but sometimes, like, you know, you don't really want to work with a programmer who, you know, isn't creative and doesn't really have good social skills. I mean, I think yeah. it's good to have a balance, I think. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess, are you taking programming classes right now? Like, is it... Are they? Because I, I thought that was going to be, like, a four-year initiative that's going to happen in the future. I wasn't sure if it's if it's already happening. Yeah, no, I, I don't know. I don't take programming classes. I literally just learn, like, kind of the way I'd learn any other language, just reading loads of stuff on the Unity forums, um, YouTube, and, yeah, um, yeah stuff like that. Um, uh, and, yeah, just, just learning online. Yeah, we don't really do anything in school that would really help, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, just, just online, really. So, okay, so I guess as we wrap up the interview, what are a few suggestions you have maybe for other indie developers looking to get into mobile? games or you know sure. have some success on mobile <laughs> yeah definitely uh who tough one um i'd probably say uh yeah so kind of reiterate what i was saying before so maybe three things one work on really small projects uh you know spend the same time you did marketing as you did making the game uh, try and keep you know and then try and do a good few of them and learn from your mistakes um and also yeah also just um you know, try and, you know, get contacts with people who can help you promote your game. For example, if you know someone who has a, you know, a Twitter account with lots of followers, just get them to, you know, give you a mention, stuff like that. And for indie developers, like, you know, just to, yeah, um, uh, yeah, just, uh, yeah, keep going and, you know, don't 
don't kind of um nah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, no, that's fine. Like, that's, uh, that's great. Actually. Sorry, I can't think of anything. No, it's cool. Uh, yeah. Those are those are great suggestions. Um, so once again, where can listeners find out more information about your current your games and maybe future games that you release? Yeah, sure. So it's yeah the website, which is sort of just kind of redoing at the moment, and it's still in a bit of work in progress. But uh, um, s i l l a n s t u d i o s dot com. So that's pronounced uh, Cillan Studios dot uh, com. So you can yeah on on there you can um you can go onto the game development page and um let's see sorry one second uh yeah you can go onto the you know game development page and sort of see the links to different stuff i've done and actually there i have a few uh you know behind sort of behind the scenes stuff where i can explain the process i went through creating the game and um if anyone's listening and they're interested they can just shoot me an email if they want any uh sort of you know uh, sort of want to know how I did a specific thing in the game. I mean, most of the stuff I kind of learned is literally just off the internet. Some of the and some from very helpful people on the Unity forums and stuff like that. But um, yeah, so <laughs> that's that's pretty much it. Yeah, they can find stuff stuff about my games there. Cool. So, and I'd appreciate it if they could check it out. Thanks. Great. Thanks again for your time. Appreciate it. Take care. Great. Thanks so much, Action. Appreciate yeah. it. Bye. Thanks.